recorded at the Hen House Rehearsal Studios. It's the Mission Control Podcast. Hey, Roddy, we are back. Mm-hmm. Jez Watts is in the house. What's up? Yeah. How you been? What's been happening? Uh, it's been a big year. Uh, I've uh, like I, I toured a bunch of festivals this year, sort of for the first time. So like I did a show in Perth Fringe, and then I did Adelaide Fringe. Uh, and then went to like uh, Mecca for the Melbourne Comedy Festival, uh, and then did Perth Fringe, and then Sydney Fringe, and sorry Sydney Comedy Festival, and now I'm going to be off to Edinburgh in August, which is why right now I owe my girlfriend eighteen grand. Bam! <laughs> Killing it, guys! Overseas, nice one. Yeah. You sugar mama. Yeah, no, she's a. Oh, I'm a very lucky boy. Yeah. <laughs> I think you talked about you talked about her before, like two years ago when you, when you were on the podcast. Yeah, I probably only only owed her a couple of grand back then. Okay. Uh, yeah, 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 like no, it's, it's I, grown to eighteen grand. Now. Yeah, like I have this, I have this bit where I talk about like how uh, how much I owe her, um, and when I first started doing it, like say let's say about nine months ago, like it was five grand. Yeah, and I remember thinking to myself, like, man, I don't know if the audiences are going to believe this number. Like, this is ludicrous that you owe someone five thousand dollars. And then, like every time I did the bit, like the number just got bigger and bigger and bigger. And for the first time, a couple of days ago, I tried it with the now real number, which is eighteen thousand dollars, and I just felt. <laughs> the crowd be like fuck this dude like what a piece of shit and I like I kind of lost him and I had to like be like no I'm more likeable I'm personable it's okay I really rub feet good like but um yeah like uh, I think I'm gonna cut it back down to 12 for the audience <laughs> just so they can like be on board with me as a, as a yeah human. so you're not as much of a cunt as, as 18 grand sounds yeah <laughs> yeah listen I'm I'm a great boyfriend I've got a lot invested in being a good boyfriend yeah you're a likeable guy right uh well I wouldn't say that, but, Would you, know. you be eighteen grand worth of funny to your girlfriend? Do you think? I mean, this is the, yeah. <laughs> they say like you can't put a price on love. Yeah. Um, I know that her minimum is at least eighteen grand. Okay. And I really hope I don't find what that max is. Yeah. Where she's like, you know what? This is just not worth it anymore. Yeah. If someone else comes along at twenty grand, then you're fucked. Yeah. <laughs> no. Absolutely. Oh, that's awesome. So, how's this like adult circus cabaret been going? Oh, this is sick. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's a thing called uh, Infamous. Uh, yep. Like. Um, I never would like I, I haven't gone to like a circus or anything like since I was a kid and I never would have like heard of an adult circus show and gone like oh I should really check that out but then these guys like contacted me weirdly out of the blue and, and they were like hey do you want to come and uh, do you like we, we're touring a circus do you want to host it in Perth and I was like I don't know yeah I guess maybe and so they say okay cool can you send us a clip and so I sent them a clip uh, and then they went, okay, cool. Can we come and scout you? And then like I, I told them a gig I was at, and they they came out and they saw the gig, and they didn't hear for them for a couple of weeks. And I was like, okay, they do not care for me. Uh, and then like a couple of weeks later, I got a, a message like, hey, would you mind coming out for a meeting? And I had to drive half an hour out to the middle of nowhere where this tent was set up, which is horses and horse shit and trailers, <laughs> in the middle of a day. And so I like rocked up, and I was just walking through like what looked like an abandoned trailer park, and I was like, oh, I'm gonna get murdered. That's what this is. This is just a long con to kill yeah. me and eat me. Um, and then like. Like, I found, like, the guy at the right trailer, and then he sat me down, and we talked for, like, an hour about, like, horses and animal rights activists and how they're against the circus. And, like, he was just, like, had a real chip on his shoulder, and he was going on. I was like, okay, yeah, cool, cool. Yeah. At this point, I still had no idea, like, what the job was. And, like, we talked for a full hour, and then at the end of the hour, he was like, so you want to do the show? I was like, okay, I don't know what it is, but yeah, sure. <laughs> oh, I like to work. Why not? And, uh, yeah, then he was like, okay, cool, cool. So, like, what do you charge? And I was like, I don't know. Like, I like to work, so whatever it is, as long as it's worth my time. And I was like, okay, cool, we'll contact you. Went another month, I didn't hear anything, and I was like, okay, he's changed his mind. And then when I was in Melbourne, I got a message uh, from his assistant, like, hey, would you mind doing the show? And at the time, I was like, okay, I'll do it for 200 bucks or whatever, really. Uh, and they said, oh, would $1,620 be okay? And I was like, yeah! <laughs> and so, like, I, yeah, and now this there's this show. I'm only doing, like, six minutes in the show. Mm. Uh, like, just, like... In the whole show, I thought you'd be, like, emceeing the whole thing, no? I'm, I kind of am the MC, but, like, uh, it's like I'm just sort of doing a couple minutes here, a couple minutes there. Because uh, it's like all this like crazy like uh, death-defying acrobatic acts, and then like these, these super sexy dances, and mm-hmm. like there's uh, um, there's there's like contortionists and and, and other crazy stuff, um, and then like Cosima Devito, who like was uh, from like Australian Idol fame, and uh, I'm just doing like say two minutes of dick jokes, then two minutes of crowd work, then two minutes of dick jokes. <laughs> 
and then for each show, and then the run got extended so it's like turns out I get paid like four grand for this that's some of the easiest money I've ever made yeah so um, it, is so it actually cool. like like an actual circus with animals and stuff as well so yeah it's like Circus Joseph Ashton right is the they're the guys mm. um, they've they're like a 160 year old circus and like they normally do family friendly circus yeah, yeah, shows yeah. and like the guy who runs it uh, according to everyone else in the show like he's just having a midlife crisis and he was like no nah, we need to be relevant for 2017 and he was like okay let's let's like do an adult show so there's no animals in it and there's a lot more like sort of tits and ass and like because uh, okay. you know, I was going to say naked no, dudes an, and stuff an well. adult circus that includes animals would just get a bit too rowdy I think well, <laughs> yeah. yeah no for sure I wrote jokes about like horse fucking <laughs> and then like I came to the show and like, I was like okay so what animals are in there like no animals and I was like no I had material <laughs> but but, um, yeah, no, it's it's uh, it's kind of a, a pretty sick show. Like, um, and yeah, and on top of that, like the run got extended because it's just been selling so mm. well, and it's been so fun to perform like every night to six hundred people. Like, they're not coming to see comedy, so it's like it's like the bar for what you have to deliver for them is pretty low, which is helpful for me. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like they they they're just like super on board with everything. Yeah, so it's uh, no, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, that'll be cool. Like doing. Do you find it hard to like condense stuff into two minutes, or is that better for you? I yeah, I kind of freaked out like when I found out what I had to do because I've never like had to sort of come on stage for a minute or two mm. at a time. It's like you know you want to get build credibility and sort of momentum as as a as a comedian and stuff. So um, I I've never done anything like this before, and I thought it would be really challenging. But it's like one of the easiest things I've done. Yeah, uh, it's so much it's so much easier now that I've done it. Um, it's it's so much easier than actually even doing like a five minute spot at an open mic, yeah. Because mostly you're doing crowd work, and even I've like pre written it all. Like the audience is like, oh, how's he come up with this stuff? And I was just like, <laughs> no, I say the same bullshit every week, yeah, or, like yeah. every night, yeah. Um, and like, yeah, to them it's just like I'm coming up with it in the moment, but yeah. like, yeah, the audience is losing their mind. Like, uh, like it's no one else is talking to them the whole night. Yeah, you know, everyone else is doing this crazy stuff that is so impressive. And then I come out and I just talk directly to people. And then, like, these incredible physical specimens who devoted, like, you know, 12 years, 15 years to doing amazing tricks, they're coming up to me at the, at the break being like, I don't know how you do it, man. It's just like, are you a fucking idiot? Like, spend, <laughs> spend six weeks learning how to talk to people. Yeah. And then, yeah, you wouldn't have to, like, starve yourself to, to be a muscle man. Mm. Yeah. yeah. But, um, I, I suppose they're there for the show, so that's kind of the icing on the cake. Like, yeah, you're kind of just getting, getting them juiced up. I'm like, just a little bit of connective bit. tissue, like mm. between yeah. mm-hmm. um, things that are genuinely impressive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you're used to emceeing, right? You, you must. I thought you were going to say I was. Yeah, used to being not genuinely impressive. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, that's true. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, if I had tried to do this. Like let's say even a year ago, or even maybe six months ago, like I probably would have been a bit more overwhelmed by it. Mm-hmm. But because I've emceed a bunch uh, for comedy shows, which is a lot more challenging, it's like this is like okay, cool. I, I already have the skills to do what's needed here. Mm. Um, but yeah, like they're really happy with my work, and they're touring to Adelaide next, and they're like, "Oh, come to Adelaide, we'll pay you another couple of grand." But I have to go to Edinburgh mm-hmm. and pay out of my pocket, well, my girlfriend, eight thousand dollars. <laughs> so instead, <laughs> so essentially, I've lost ten grand by going yeah. to Edinburgh. Because yeah. uh, I've given up this too. Yeah, that'll be cool, man. An oh, it's actual, gonna be a lot of fun. Actual traveling circus. Yeah, yeah. No, it's pretty good. You don't hear about that. Like I haven't heard about any circuses like that running locally. Is it like a purely local production? Or um, I think, I mean, they're they're kind of like proper carny, so they're not really like based anywhere. I, th- mm. I guess. Any um, freaks? A freak show would be awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, the hairy I'll, t- dude. I'll tell you this. This is true. Seems like every dude in that show is freakishly well hung. Okay. And, like, in addition to the fact that I have to feel bad about my body that, like, I'm not in good shape, it's, like, every time I see one of their cocks, I'm just like, fuck, man. Yeah. <laughs> Why do you get everything? It's not good enough for me. That's, like, within the circus, not outside after hours? You, you uh, oh, you know, yeah, yeah. we've got a bond. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, <laughs> no, crazy. like, there's, yeah, there's one part in the circus where this dude, like, there's only one dude in the show gets completely naked. Okay. Um, and, like, he's... Um, so how do you see the other dicks, then? Uh, you know, just backstage hanging out. <laughs> While they're getting changed. And shit. It's tits too, but like, you know, I've got those. Yes. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. What is it? Uh, were they like also really agile and well and really fit as yeah, well? No, a- as the well hung? Yeah. That might go hand in hand, right? I, I guess so. I don't know. I guess maybe like, because uh, it's, it's like, uh, there's loads of like family members. Like there's loads of people. Who, it's it's like a there's a bloodline of it. Like it's mm. the the Joseph Ashton family. Like there's like it's been running for 160 years. There's always a Joseph 
um, and like there's all cousins and sisters and brothers and and daughters and 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 sons and whatever like in this circus family and like so for the infamous show they brought in some people um, like I'm one of those and then and then like Cosima and like there's this this like a world champion pole dancer and stuff in the show oh wow um, but like the the sort of meat meat and potatoes of the show is all these people who are part of the regular circus mm-hmm. and that's this family affair that's been going on for 160 years so right. it's like a dynasty yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. did it like emasculate you when you yes. saw the big dicks that's right <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. no the worst thing about it because I was like wow I'm getting paid so much money to do so little but then at the end of every show um, <laughs> they said that everyone has to like stand out in the foyer so like the audience can come through and meet you and they're like oh they're going to want to talk to you they want to take photos all this kind of stuff and so they made me stand next to these two half naked Adonis men and I just I stand there and I watch a line of women line up to get photos with them and I drink alone and just feel bad (laughs) and the other night like the other night like the line was there I was standing there just drinking alone clearly looking like pretty unhappy with my lot in life and there were these these two women who I'm pretty sure like were like high school bully women um one of them just sort of leaned over and hey do you want to take a photo with us Because they saw how much I was overlooked by everyone else, and I was just like, "I'm going outside. This is, <laughs> I'm not going to do this anymore." Yeah, it was yeah. just like slow torture standing yeah. there. But you know, I got to give that four grand to my girlfriend, so yeah. <laughs> I got to do it. Oh, that's awesome! How many shows are you playing in, in Edinburgh? Oh, so I've got. Uh, I wanted to do like the full run, but it's my first time there, so I don't necessarily have a lot of credibility with promoters or whatever. So mm-hmm. I, I got like a, a like the time slot I wanted at a venue I wanted, a size I wanted. Um, but I only got to do so. I'm doing like 11 shows over the 30 of my of like my, my this year's solo show. Yeah, um, is that the Sex Lies and Video Games? It thing? is, yeah. Because I I like my first show was Sex Lies and Video Games, and then my second one in Perth I called Smug Face because uh, I have a smug face. Um, <laughs> I, I'm not, not likable. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, but um, I called it smug face, and like I did this beautiful. I got this beautiful artwork done for the poster where it was like the clockwork orange poster but it was like digitally changed it was my face but it was mm-hmm. it was so well done that people would look at it and just be like oh that's just the clockwork orange poster and smug face is not like something where you go oh I'll probably want to hang out with that guy for an hour and so like it really sold very very poorly considering mm-hmm. what I was expecting yeah. so like I decided okay for the touring show I'll just use the title from that first year show because people see that and like everyone likes at least one of those three things like mm. sex, lies mm. or video games well, I like just the lies yeah no I've <laughs> met you before of course yeah, yeah you're a duplicitous human being um, sociopath yeah so like yeah so my show is it's called that but it's like my new content it's like my 2017 content okay just under the old title mm-hmm. yeah yeah so I'm doing that for 11 nights there and then just like a bunch of promo spots and whatever like I'll, be, I'll have a real busy 30 days yep um, but yeah I, I talked to a couple of people and they were like actually like coming in and doing 11 shows your first Edinburgh is a really good decision even though it wasn't I, it was sort of forced on me because they were like you're just going to go crazy if you try and do 30 because it's such a it's such a big fest it's the biggest fringe in the world mm. and it's just so like sort of uh, challenging and, and a little bit uh, it wears on you that people tell me yeah so. to do one a day for 30 days is pretty fucked or maybe two a day you'd have to do two a day right and have a day off uh, well yeah I mean, if I've, you I've, were I've, to do that yeah I'm just I mean people do that mm. yeah yeah I mean yeah so I've just got like the one show um, but I'll be in, I'll end up you know performing probably three four times every day yeah um, but uh, but I mean that's the thing I, I really enjoy doing it for like like doing a forty five hour like fifty minute show there's so much more you can get away with there's so much more you can build to you can you know build all these callbacks and it's like doing shorter spots mm. you got to just punch 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 and then get out yeah um, for like a fifty minute show like you can let it breathe a little more and like I feel like it's it's a lot more rewarding. Yeah, you can play around a bit more, take your yeah. time, and engage yeah. a bit more. Yeah, and there's yeah. like loads. Of, there's loads of stuff that I've got now because like now I'm sort of writing for those shows. Like there's loads of stuff where I'm like, oh, if I can do this seven minutes of material early and then do this five later, then this other five will land way harder because they know this about me, and they know that about me, and they know the other thing mm. about me. Yep. And there's like way more context yep. for why this thing should be amusing you know yeah. like so yeah. yeah it's but it's like it's kind of frustrating because like once you start to get longer spots then you're like oh now I don't want to do the short ones but you still have to yeah because it's, it's, it's hard to get flying to Edinburgh that, that's like one of those long haul flights isn't it yeah you well I li- try your material on the plane <laughs> yeah. uh, over the intercom yeah yeah I think I'll, I'll get 
fucking thrown out of it. <laughs> yeah, they won't even land. They'll just throw you the fuck out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> fuck this guy. <laughs> I just remember uh, arriving in um, L.A., and taking one of the, the buses from the airport into Hollywood. Mm. And there was this comedian who was actually trying out his material in the bus the whole really? way there. Mm. And he was... Was he any good? He was pretty good. Yeah, he was He was claiming that he knew the chick from Big Bang Theory, that uh, Bernadette, okay. the, the, the little blonde one. Right. And saying, like, he knows her and then like, trying out all this slight material. Oh, yeah, and I'm just here for a comedy show. Mm. And it was kind of good, but then, like, I just got off a flight. From Sydney, yeah, to LA. I'm sitting on the freeway yeah. in this bus, and this dude's like dropping. Off. I'm like, it's like, oh. give me some fucking attention. Nah, <laughs> <laughs> like, no, man, I want to hang out. <laughs> I love how he had to drop that name to legitimize what he did. Yeah, oh, no, yeah that's, the, yeah. that's his biggest fucking name drop as well. <laughs> oh, it was Jerry Seinfeld, but he knew Bernadette, man. <laughs> oh, that is awesome. So, are you a gamer? Mm. We talked about this before. I am. I, I do not remember what we talked about. I but, can't remember either. But, but yeah, no, for sure. I've been a gamer my whole life. I just, uh, I just today ordered um, the uh, the mini Super NES thing that that drops, like with the sort of like twenty one classic games and all this kind of stuff in the little package. And like uh, as I ordered it, my girlfriend like came out of our bedroom and I was like, "Oh, baby, I just ordered a mini Super NES," and she went. How, how much was that? <laughs> and I was like, well, it was one hundred twenty dollars. She went, well, why'd you get it? I was like, it's got Mario Kart. On it. She went, she spent one hundred twenty dollars to play Mario Kart. Yeah. I was like, babe, you don't, you don't get you it. Don't and then get she just, it. yeah, she just like kind of looked real sad and walked away. And I could, I could just see like like yeah. the thought bubble of eighteen thousand dollars yeah. <laughs> hovering above it. But I'm excited about it. It's yeah. gonna be fun. There's other games on it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So you're more of a retro. How old are you? No, I'm. I, I play everything. I've played games forever. But uh, I'm thirty three. 33 okay yeah, yeah, yeah. like okay. like now yeah. I'm I play like more indie stuff and and I mostly like uh mostly game on like PC like uh, like from Steam stuff Steam like stuff. I've got okay. fucking 400 games on Steam I don't know how many of them I've actually played yeah. the problem is every time there's like a summer sale or whatever you're yeah. like oh I'll pick up this or pick up that and like life gets busier and you end up not getting around to half yeah. of them yeah yeah <laughs> you just have a, a directory of games that you don't play yeah, yeah. but speaking of summer sale it's on now actually on Steam mm. get it on Steam guys mm. yeah um it's Insane! Some of the prices, like two dollar yeah, games, you know. Like, as soon as we get home, off, I want to get um, Alien Isolation. Yeah, mm. the whole thing's on sale. I really want to play that, but Brilliant I'm, I'm too scared to play that game. <laughs> oh, like, you're I, a puss poor. <laughs> <laughs> no, like I get freaked out by. I love horror, man. I, I love horror. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a horror kind of guy. Johnny's not the horror guy. Yeah. The no. the last game Daryl got me to play was Amnesia. The dark, oh, dark I, own and, it. I haven't played it yet. Yeah. And I played that in the dark. With headphones on, it's perfect. And I literally just got traumatized. Traumatized, yeah. My <laughs> yeah. girlfriend's the same. Um, and, like she tried to play uh, like Bioshock, the original Bioshock, mm. and, and like and we have like very similar sensibility. But she's just really hard. She has she's a very anxious person, and like so she has a very hard time with horror. And like she couldn't get through like like you know the the open of the game where you're sort of walking through and there's like a splicer. Uh, fuck, I'm a geek. Um, and there's like a splicer, like with a pram and stuff, like, and like you sort of walk up to it. And it's, it's pretty much the first, you know, sort of monster of the game. Yeah. And uh, it took her 45 minutes just to approach it. <laughs> and then she finally killed it. And then she went, No, I'm done. I can't play this game. And yeah. I was like, Babe, no. Like, it, it's just it the pushed, opening. It, yeah, it pushed yeah. forward, like, story through gameplay. Mm. It's like such a landmark video game and it's yeah. like such a great aesthetic too mm. definitely they, it's, it's yeah. just cheated out of it like mm. she just couldn't you know buck it up but. I think uh, for Bioshock Infinite they really hit home with that stylistic thing um, I think it looked good but I don't know I couldn't get through it I've, I felt like it was I got about 75% completion I went I think I'm kind of done yeah. yeah I don't know yeah Bioshock 1 and, and to a lesser extent Bioshock 2 I thought were just really wonderful storytelling devices and, and just well-designed games and Bioshock Infinite I don't know it just felt felt like Halo or something to some extent it was just like ah it's just whatever there was almost like too much production value that's what it to was to the point it was where slick. it was too slick and, and the, not rough around the edges and I think the first two had a little bit of a horror element to, yes. to some of the enemies yeah absolutely but this was like pure pop like um, steampunk pop sort of yeah, yeah, sort, yeah. sort of a style like on sh- like ships in the air and stuff mm. like that um, but yeah, man. Steam Summer Sale. <laughs> Get Bioshock. Um, but I'm a big... I think we actually talked about early access games. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. And just how... It's a great way to get disappointed as well because a lot of these just don't see seem to see the light of day. I want my money back for Daisy standalone. Yeah, still. 
I know, like, yes, there's, a, like there's a lot of heartbreaking man. games that just don't see the light of day, or like, For sure. the, or just the, get actually completed, you know, like, yeah, and the devs yeah. kind of, especially when like you you find out later that the devs are a bunch of dicks, yeah, like, censor, yeah, that seems to happen more and yeah, more. Like they go on forums and censor any bad talk about the game. Like yeah. they hire moderators to like block comments and stuff like that. Yeah, um, but yeah, I, I do like the idea of. Um, having a game early access well like some companies do it, it amazingly mm. like uh, Clay is an incredible company like they made Don't Starve and uh, Oxygen Not Included and in- Invisible Ink and like they use their early access period to really incorporate feedback from the fan base mm-hmm. and like smartly as well not yep. like just pandering yep. and like by the time those games come out they're substantially different than they first yep. when they first dropped mm-hmm. and I mean I think every every game they've released is just a fucking classic man like yep. they're so good yeah at that early access iteration thing, hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, so so many companies aren't like, um, what's that? Uh, what's that huge space game that still hasn't Star fully Citizen. dropped? Star Citizen. Yeah, yeah, I backed that on Kickstarter. Like this is seven years ago. A long time ago now. <laughs> yeah, I was still at university. I had hopes and dreams. Like I had never, I I, I didn't have thrown my life away into stand up. Yeah. But um, but yeah, like I backed it, and I was like, whoa, you know, it's like a hundred bucks or whatever it was. Um. I was like, oh, it's a big investment, but you know what? It's going to come out in a year time, and I'm going to love it. It's going to be great. And then it went like a year, two years, three years, and eventually, I was just like, I started hearing rumblings in sort of games journalism that games journalism that like some people were getting refunds, and I sort of contacted them. I was like, I'd like a refund. They went wide. I was like, this game is supposed to come out like three years ago, yeah. and it's not out. And mm. I just, I need the money back. I'm fucking broke. Yeah. And uh, yeah, they gave me the money back, and I was really pleased because it's still not even fully released, right? Yeah. Like, it's yeah, still it's just still pieces still, and. Yeah. It's it's like their eyes got bigger than their stomach. They went, oh, we can get so much money. Mm. Yeah. Let's create this thing that's completely untenable. Yeah, and the thing is, even with that game, like you have to have a computer that's so like really well spec to be able to even run it. Yeah, because it's not a well optimized yeah. thing. Mm. Like they just they yeah they just got so excited about how much money they could spend. Yeah, that they didn't create a, a good product. Um, and yeah, I think that's the problem when things get too successful. Like, yeah, or like, too much ro- hype. Too much yeah. hype as well. Like, No Man's Sky was, like, voted one of the most anticipated games, and then that yeah. completely fucking flopped. No, that's because, a shame. Like, it's, it's kind of like... I was excited about it. Definitely, me too. But I don't... This is the me thing. Too. I don't fucking pre-order, mm. because pre-ordering has ruined games. Or well, it's ruined AAA games, anyway. Yeah. Like, as soon as the company knows they can get paid for something before they can prove to you it's any good mm. it's like where's their incentive to actually make a good product yeah yep. you know mm-hmm. and so yeah I'll, I'll never pre-order I mean I'll buy early access if I'm planning to play it during yep. early access yes. for sure mm-hmm. and like some companies better than others yeah if there's open communication and if you get that vibe that the devs are kind of switched on yeah what's well, the thing yeah. if the, I mean now like with the internet like information so free you can look at the team and you can be like, okay what have people on this team worked on in the past in the past are yeah. those things are, that resonate with me mm-hmm. are those things that like were fucking playable at some point yep um, and then yeah you can you can invest your money well yep um, in gaming like I mean I, I read more I read like uh, Rock Paper Shotgun uh, which is like my favorite yep. gaming site Kotaku is pretty good as well eh, it's, okay. it's okay do you write for Kotaku <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm actually so, the CEO of Kotaku mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I like I read Rock Paper Shotgun. Like I, I have it on like my feed reader. I read like every article they they, they yep. release. I actually only get to play games pretty rarely anymore. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But like I sort of have this thing of of like if I read enough good coverage of a game, then it gets on my radar. Then yep. I'll like have it on the wish list or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then if if like sort of the preponderance of the public has agreed, it's pretty good. Like then I'll pick it up. Yeah. It's like why should I? I've got hundreds of games I haven't played that I know are good that are in the back catalogue. So, like, why should I be, like, taking a risk on something that's probably, you know, like, yeah. could, could go either way? And in a weird way, I kind of trust the gaming community to give a brutally honest review because look no further than a toxic community than the gaming community. <laughs> yeah, where, well, absolutely. They'll absolutely flip out about the smallest thing. Absolutely. So it's like, if they say... They'll if they autism, the thumbs why up, wouldn't they? <laughs> yeah, exactly. they, don't know, they don't know social cues. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, if, like, the con- majority, the consensus is that it's good by the gaming community, I, I'd usually believe that. Yeah, um, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, a lot of games just don't see the light of day. Daisy's one of them. Well, yeah, was, mm. <clears throat> what happened to the, the the guy that was doing Daisy? Well, then he went to climb mountains and he was Yeah, like, didn't yeah. He, like yeah. he sold it off to Rocket, I think, uh, was his nickname, but he sold yeah. it off to another company. 
I think, to did take over. Did he sell back to Bohemia or something? Because no. Bohemia did the armor. The yeah, armor too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the, the original DayZ mod was based. I think on. he sold it to a sep- uh, like a, a separate company. Yeah, and they came in. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it's like like uh, Rust. Rust is like another example of like one of those kinds of yeah, games. H one Z one as well. Sure. Yeah. Um, but like I don't know with Rust, I had like a, almost a different problem than I have DayZ because DayZ kind of stopped really developing like a new like yeah. expanding that game and, and really refining it and like Rust changed so much from its first version that I stopped enjoying the game I was like oh well I don't want to play something where I have to be on here for 40 hours this week to be at all competitive yeah you know like and and like when I first started playing the game it's like oh cool I'll pick it up I can play for 6 hours 8 hours mm. um, but like it's just like a substantially different game I'm not interested in it, in it anymore I guess yeah. that's also the problem with early access you know it's like even a company that does the right thing it's like they, they're going to alienate some of their fan base if they go in a different direction yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean I I still go back to the old days of the mod just, right. just for sentimental like sentimental <laughs> value um but it's but, the simplicity of like you get some games that the graphics are so intensive that it kind of ruins the game right whereas you get some games that are so simple that they're just so much more fun because they're just so fluid yeah absolutely well that's the, the thing I mean it's like yeah it's that gameplay over mm. like aesthetics argument um, yeah. like I mean for sure this is what I love about like sort of the indie revolution that, that's happened over the last say 10 years or whatever is there's so many games that are just super fun and like yeah. it's like some dude in his garage or like a couple of people yep. and like they've just really focused on the game and they say okay cool how can how can uh, the the structure of this game or like you know the sort of architecture of it how can that just service the gameplay mm. and it's just fun as shit mm. and it's like okay this is great and also on top of that like now being 33 like having to like be busy all the time it's like those tend to be games you can pick up and put down yeah yeah um, What's really cool is seeing like a resurgence in like eight bit pixel graphics as well Love in it. games. You yeah, know? have you heard of Party Hard? Uh, I have. Yeah, yeah. It's on like, my uh, it's on my wish list. I yeah, it's yeah. it's like a it's, it's still a little slick. bit Hotline Miami, a little bit Hotline Miami. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, the same sort of top down view. Mm. But it's kind of cool that devs are kind of harking back to the the retro era, sure. but, but making it really cool. Mm. Um, and there's a lot of remasters of old like LucasArts games. Yeah, absolutely. Which is, that's what that's that was the starting point for me for gaming. Mm-hmm. Lucas Arts, so like Monkey Island. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Full Throttle, <laughs> like yeah. The Dig. There was a game called The Dig. I played The Dig when I was a kid. Mm. Yeah, um, yeah. I was a Commodore sixty four boy. Uh, that's a shitty system now when I think back to it. <laughs> like, like, I don't know how I was enjoying it, but I don't know. Like, back then, you just filled the stuff in with your imagination, and you were like, oh, this is great. Yep. Uh, but yeah, I would play, like, uh, like Balls of Radiance and Curse of the Asia Bonds and stuff on Commodore 64. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, that was, like, actual floppy disks. And then, like, you would have, like, a game would be on seven disks, and you would lose one of them. You're like, oh, I'll play the, I can play the first two-thirds of this game now. Yeah. Or one would, like, corrupt... Yeah, like the actual like, like many data mentioned, I played through the first eighty oh, percent of that game mm. like six times, yeah. and then there was yeah, there was this. I think we lost like a code wheel or something, and it was but it was like eighty or ninety percent through the game. It was like oh, now you need to pull out the code wheel yeah. to go any further. And I was like okay, we don't have that, so. Mm. I yeah. mean, it was probably it was probably a pirated game anyway. Yeah, mm-hmm. but yeah. So, but I just never finished the game. Like, I spent hundreds of hours in that, and mm-hmm. I never finished it. And I can't imagine like putting up with that now. Yeah. But at the time, you're like, "Yep, yeah, this is gaming. This is fine. Like, yeah. You just make sacrifices for it." Now we're so entitled. We want everything to be perfect. Exactly. All the time. I remember that when you like go to launch a game and mm-hmm. even to initiate the game. They would tell you to refer to the code book mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. find, a, and it'd be it'd randomize every time. So exactly, yeah. I do remember yeah. that now. So you'd yeah. have to like look at all these symbols and, and yeah. match it up, and yeah. then you could play the game. Yeah. That, that's. Do you that remember the, the game Mist at all? Oh, yeah, yeah, for fuck. sure. Remember when yeah. that first came out? You had the little journal, kind of like that little journey you got there, mm. where you had to like work out the puzzles in the game. Yep. And like the game was all like there weren't like any characters, not really. It was all more just like scenes where you interact with puzzles right, and try yeah, and yeah. You know, yeah. open up doors and things. It was like still paintings almost, yeah. like art, digital yeah, but art. You had yeah. like, well, what we had was this little journal that came with the game. Right. So you'd be sitting there, me and my brothers would be trying to work out and drawing like patterns and trying to match everything up. Yeah. And I don't even they make games like that anymore. Like we... No, I don't just think, that sort I've of, never seen anything. Where like, it, no. like thinking back how actually having to incorporate... Like, like real physical aspect, yeah. The physical yeah, aspect yeah. of you no know, knowledge and drawing stuff out while in the game is just you yeah. know back then seemed really 
fucking awesome. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, there are like occasionally games now where it's like um, maybe there's not like an in-game journal or something, and I'm like making notes on a pad like mm. to sort of just have a, as a reference point and I always now just go like oh what the fuck is wrong with these developers <laughs> they're making me like use a pen like, how dare they <laughs> but actually you're right it is better like yeah. it's it's yeah that's like a, a fuller experience in a lot mm. of ways yeah. have you heard of a game called Her Story uh, oh, I have. Yeah, it's like isn't that all? It's all like a video stuff, right? It's all video stuff. Yeah, so you, yeah. you, you play. I actually think I did pick it up, but I haven't. I never played it. It's fucking amazing. It's like you. It's really pushing the boundaries. Well, not really pushing the boundaries because games like Pandora Directive kind of did that uh, real cinema in the game. Right. So you're watching mm. real acting and stuff like that, and you can choose and stuff like that. But this one, like you kind of play just someone um, observing uh, interviews. Mm-hmm. With uh, interrogations of a suspect, okay, and then you have to piece together the whole crime just from this data of interviews from this mm-hmm. girl, and that—that's like another one where you actually literally have to get out a pen and paper right. and write it down like a, what she was wearing, what her thoughts were, and all that stuff. Right. It's fucking brilliant. It sounds like an iteration of um, was it where in the world is Carmen San Diego? I fucking remember, remember that. that. Yeah, I do remember that. <laughs> I remember. Yeah, I guess I think we had that in our classroom. Mm. Yeah, mm. and like, yeah, I would, yeah, we, we would play that, and you'd be like, yeah, I'm playing games. It's like, oh, they teach you geography, like, like, yep. s- like sneakily. Fuck yeah. yeah! I used to go to the library and just playing Encarta '95. Me too. Was nice. like, holy shit! Like the sounds and everything. Yeah, it was like a game, Absolutely. even though it wasn't. Yeah. And I used to be like addicted to going to the news agency and getting. PC PowerPlay, yeah, yes, those yeah. old demo CDs that would have like Fuck thirty yeah. odd demos on it, yeah, yeah, and just play the demos and be fine with not having the yeah. yeah, you've yeah. just got the first like level or two of a game. You're like, great, that's that's sated my urge. Yep, and yeah. let's play it again. And then the next <laughs> day, I'll just play it again. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I had a, yeah I had a friend growing up like his parents owned a news agent and so I would like get all that stuff for free yeah uh, and yeah so I played like every demo that came out ever yeah but um yeah that was those were good days yeah, yeah yeah do you feel guilty now when you hop on and play a game do you mean like because I'm using that time not productively or yeah like d- yeah, does that get worse as you as you get older yeah. I hundred percent do uh, I like more or less what I will do because I uh, like I'm a proper introvert. I guess, like, I'm an ambivert, right? Like, I can pretend to be an extrovert, but it really sucks, like, energy out of me. And so, like, I really do need to recharge on my own. And, yeah. and like, even at home, like, with my girlfriend, we love each other very much. It's like, uh, if I've been doing comedy, like, I've got to come home and just go to, like, sort of my office and, and close the door and, and just be in there for a couple of hours. Yeah. Um, and so, for me, like, gaming is, like, it's almost... Uh, like a, a meditative aspect of my life where yep, it's like yep. recharging mm-hmm. and particularly like if I've been away for let's say I've gone away for a couple of weeks for touring or whatever like I'll come home and I will schedule a day and a half where it's just like okay cool I'm gonna like put on Stellaris and I'm gonna go one more turn for 17 hours <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and like I'll be playing when my girlfriend goes to sleep and then she'll wake up to go to work and I'll just be like hey baby <laughs> and when she comes home it's like are you still here it's like no I slept for two hours it's okay like <laughs> I made a sandwich and I went to the toilet like, yeah I peed yeah, 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 yeah. I pissed and, yeah. and I yeah and I fucking love doing that mm. and like and drinking a bunch while I'm doing it and uh, yeah like I really do enjoy it but like I can't devote more than the occasional mm-hmm. binge now to gaming like mm-hmm. it's yeah. very rare I can sort of just incorporate into sort of a daily schedule yeah. whereas it used to be I play games every day yeah. and now it's like oh every couple of weeks every say month maybe I'll put a day do a, a bit ha- of a I'll, marathon I'll, yeah, yeah put a day a half uh, I'll put like a day and a half aside mm. and, and that's like what gaming's become for me now mm-hmm. but I miss it I miss it so much yeah. but it's kind of scary as well how addictive some games can get oh absolutely I mean, yeah. I'd like, I'll, I'll admit I have an addiction to a certain computer game EVE Online EVE Online I used and to play Eve. I played in the beta and I never uh, I never played it after release. Beta? Yeah, man. Yeah. I think I, I yeah, started, no, I'm a fucking dude, yeah. Absolutely. I started playing in 2010, I think I started. Mm-hmm. 11 really kicked into it and yeah, yeah. like I almost played almost every single day. It's sick, man. I yeah. love it. I mean, this is the thing. I, the reason I didn't play the release was because in that beta I like lost my life to it for like a couple of weeks yeah, yeah. and then like they, they did the release and I was like if I buy this it's going to be a problem mm. uh, and I just sort of didn't want to expose myself because I'm, I'm the same I'm addictive I'm addictive personality in general Yeah. Um, and then yeah gaming obviously I mean they've done plenty of studies showing that uh, your your neurochemistry reacts to a well-designed video game the same as it does to drug addiction Yeah. Um, yeah. or food addiction you know like it's everything that gives you pleasure um, for no actual, like, good behaviour on your part is mm. a problem in life. 
Yeah, yeah. It's like you know you've got that problem when you're playing a game and you realise the sun's coming up, yeah. then it's going down again. Yeah. And then you know you've got a problem. <laughs> no, for sure. Yeah, the first time I went to university, um, like because I was like uh, 19 or whatever, um, I didn't 100% know what I wanted to do, so I enrolled in, I think, like uh, maybe like a bachelor, uh, just like a general bachelor of arts, and I was like focusing on English and journalism because I just mm. like read or whatever. I had this stupid idea that I was going to be like Kurt Vonnegut, and now I'm just a fucking broke idiot. But anyway, um, but uh, don't yeah. be so hard on yourself, no, man. Fine. I'm pretty broke and I'm dumb. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, so when I um, fuck, what was I talking about? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you were. Uh, what was I saying? What was I saying? I'm going to pretend that I know what you were talking about. Oh no! Wait, wait. Okay, 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 okay. Ah, gaming. All right. Yeah, gaming. Cool. Yeah, yeah, cool. Uh, <laughs> how do I forget? I knew that. that. I knew that. We were just been talking twenty minutes about video games. Yeah. How do I forget that was the subject? I told you I was. Where dumb. am I? Um, how did I get here, and why am I naked, um, guys? Um, but yeah, so when I first went to university, I started playing like MMOs um, for yeah. the first time, yeah. and at the time it was still pretty new as a technology and I started playing uh, something, I started playing like Neverwinter Nights on like a server mm-hmm. and then I like that's I, I met sort of met this crew of people who also were making bad decisions with their life <laughs> and then like I played that all the time and then uh, like a group of us who were, like started a guild I don't know if guilds even exist anymore but we, oh, had, they for- did, yeah. we had a forum and we thought we were so cool and we yeah. made our little made our little image tags and we were like oh we're awesome people it's like no you just don't have sex with people <laughs> um, but yeah and then like like our guild moved over to Shadowbane, uh, which was like a sort of PvP yeah. MMO thing where like the world changed, you found cities, all this kind of stuff. And I, I stopped going to university. I didn't unenroll because I was on Centrelink. And I spent three months where I think I left the house a handful of times. Like I would just play this concert. I lived on my own in like a shitty little place and my Centrelink thing covered everything. And, like, I remember, like, a friend of mine dropped by and, like, I probably hadn't slept for two days. I was just a mess. I was dirty, you know, and I opened the door and, like, like sort of just like a crackhead. Like, oh, what's what's the world? <laughs> and, like, he came in and he was like, hey, man, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, sorry, man, I'm just in the middle of a raid. Like, and, <laughs> like... I ended up I was like listen guys I'll be back in an hour like I logged off and like talked with my friend he was like so what do you what have you been up to he's like I was like oh man I've had such a busy week man a couple days ago like uh, I was like oh what did you do I was like oh a couple days ago like I went to the post office to pay a bill and yeah, that's it. Like, like <laughs> at the time, that was a massive week. Yeah. And I realized, like, sort of after, like, sort of seeing myself through his eyes, I was like, oh, this is a real issue. And, like, I kind of stepped back from MMOs. Mm. Like, when World of Warcraft came out, obviously, like, I jumped in there and I spent a couple of months on that. And then, like, I started, I moved to Germany or whatever, and I, and I just, like, didn't have a rig. And that's, I think, led to a much better, like, work-life balance Yep. with mm. gaming mm-hmm. is is not doing MMOs because mm. like the thing is not only is it fun to play the game but you've also got obligations to human beings real people yep. that you have relationships with they're real relationships uh, and so you're constantly drawn back into this thing where you're not actually doing anything mm. but god it feels like you are <laughs> <laughs> I've been getting messages this morning saying the posses need fuel <laughs> like, okay, yeah. Right. No, but you're right. It's that addictive comes from the accountability to yeah. other people. Yeah, absolutely. And the, and the fact that you really do feel like you're a part of this community that's, that's growing. Like, EverQuest was, was big for mm, me. Yeah. So, EverQuest won. Oh, wow. That's two. old school. That's old school, yeah. yeah. And um, then I hopped on to World of Warcraft, but the pay-to-play per month kind of killed me. Like, yeah, cause, um, I can get back, that. Back then, it, like... What was it like, twenty or forty dollars for a month or something like that? Oh, I don't remember. Yeah. But like, you had to actually go to EB Games and buy the exactly, game card, yeah, like yeah. buy a time card for World of Warcraft. Yeah. But I eventually just stopped naturally due to the fact that I had to had to keep walking out every right. month for it. Yeah, yeah. And so once I stopped, and my I mean, they're all f- fucking everything's free to play now. Yeah, you, pretty you much. You could easily lose your life again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Lord of the Rings Online is is massive. I got yeah. into that like only a couple of years ago because the like you were saying the guild community was so strong mm. like that like the, you can pick up a, a guitar or a lute in lord of the rings right, right. In, in the game and every number key plays a chord oh wow and so they would get together literally a, an orchestra of 30 people 10 people on drums 
10 people on a flute. That's you know, really fun. 10 people on the lute, and they would get together, all wear the same outfit, right. like a uniform, yeah, yeah. and pick a spot in the world and go, one, two, three, and they play a song from Lord of the Rings manually on their keyboards. Wow. With 30 other people. Wow. It's fucking insane. That's like, what a bunch of losers. <laughs> nah, that's really cool. That's, that's really cool. Yeah, I really like that. Yeah. but uh, And they'd like put up on the farm like alright everybody at this time um, has to be on so like yeah Everyone around the globe is on at different times. Mm. Like it'd be like four AM in Australia, and there'd be people on. Well, yeah, that was yeah. that was another thing that like time difference. Yes. Yeah, it yeah. Was, yeah, that was another thing like like back in the day that really made me sort of like rescind from human reality. Is that like everyone I knew from the guild, like they were all based in the states or Canada, and so I would be on their schedule so that I was with everybody, you know, so we could actually do something of, of value. Of, like air quotes value <laughs> yeah. and yeah so then like yeah I w- you know I'd be up all night playing this stuff and it's like mm. okay everyone started to go to bed around let's say like 8 or 9am and I'd be like okay cool well now I'll go to sleep too and it's like so then you're just up all night and you sleep during the day and it's like the rest the rest of Australia is on like a human schedule mm. and you're just yeah. You're just some fucking hermit. Like, yeah. It's yeah. so weird. It's when you hear the, the garbage trucks coming in in the morning yeah. and, like, posties <laughs> zipping around and you're like, damn. Because <laughs> you, you know people, like, in in Iraq and stuff, right? In the yeah, Middle well, East, like, like, I, people stationed there for, from, like, a yeah, U- like, U.S. That's, that's a really cool thing, though, mm. right? Like, that expands your horizons. Yes. Like, there are people, yeah, there are people, like, when I started traveling the world, like, there were people I still kept in contact with from my MMO days. Yeah. Like, a friend of mine in Amsterdam, like, I stayed with him. There was a guy in Colorado who came to my wedding in Las Vegas, you know, like, mm. um, yeah. but, like that's especially for me. You know, you get on the um, the comms, like the Team Speaks and mm. stuff, and so yeah, Team Speaks changed yeah, everything. Getting, getting used to sort how of different do some people sound than you expect them to sound. Yeah, that's true. Oh yeah. man, <laughs> yeah, like, I've, yeah. Like literally, I've flown over to Sydney a couple of times for like one of the meetups for the game, and you know, run into people that I've spent you know this whole time just on the computer talking to, and they actually meet these people, and you're kind of like, oh. Shit, I wish I hadn't have met you. Yeah. <laughs> it happens, right? Yeah. Well, that's a, yeah, that's the thing. The, yeah. I might much prefer using my imagination. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Looking yeah. at the avatar. Yeah. yeah, you don't seem like morbidly obese with sleep apnea in my head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. It's really embarrassing when you're playing like a shooter or something, and some guy's just absolutely whooping your ass. Right. And they get on comms and they're like, "Um, hey, um," and they're like fucking eleven uh. years old. No, they got the twitch reflexes, man. Yeah, you can't keep up with kids. <laughs> It's crazy. Like, if they ever, like, had a drone war, they definitely employ these ki- gaming kids for sure. Oh, yeah. To, to man those, like... And yeah. uh, I don't know if you know about this, Daryl. Uh, they already are. <laughs> There's lots of people being killed by drones. Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah. They, they, like... Um the US military with their drones they've actually wired them up for like Xbox controllers and stuff I know how fucking nuts is that yeah like like they yeah they've really taken that um that removal of accountability from soldiers like to this crazy degree where now it feels like you're playing a video game like and so then these are not real people that you're killing I mean this is now getting into a very serious topic but (laughs) what I'm saying is that gaming is sick The Mission Control Podcast, brought to you by Hip Flask, the socially networked gig guide made locally, available on the App Store or Google Play, free of charge. Go to hipflaskapp.com. Um, just on, like, to, to wrap up the gaming thing, did you watch any of the E3 coverage at all? Nah, I no. mean, like, I read about that kind of stuff a bit, but mm. I mean... That's such a it's such an industry focused event yep. mm. that like I'm not that interested in it. It's like I'll get my synopses from like the the people who the people who are paid not very much money, but who are paid to pay attention to all that shit and filter it to me. It's like I'll just get what they tell me, and that's yeah. fine. Yeah, it was like was some cool stuff end. happen or not really. I mean, there was a bunch of a lot of around uh, sequel games, God of War. Like, yeah, I heard there was a lot of like stuff that. of like, listen, this game exists. Mm. That's the end of the presentation. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I heard about that. Pretty much a lot of teasers. Like yeah. um, a lot of people were disappointed that a lot of the AAA dev companies didn't really have anything of substance to show. Oh, what they a surprise! Just, yeah, what a surprise! <laughs> just a cinematic. Yeah, yeah. But um, I think Xbox brought out like a new variation of the Xbox One, and that was about it. Yeah, what did they call yeah. it? Uh, wasn't it a, like a dumb name, and it could have been called something good? Mm. Ah, it doesn't matter. Though. I'm gonna have a look. <laughs> um, it's it's something like they added a nut. 
Xbox it, One X or something. Yeah, I was going to say Xbox One X or something. Yeah. Something like that. I should probably look it up. So, like, I, we sold our Xbox. I mean, we, our first gaming console at home was an Xbox. Yeah, me too. Yeah, the big chunky yeah. one. Yeah, because yeah. like, we never... We Mine were always... never red-ringed as well. Sorry? Mine never red-ringed also. Like, I never got oh, a... Oh, fuck I never got a, No, I never got a red ring. Like, I was just talking to my, uh, a, a good friend of mine... And he was like, yeah, I've had three Xbox 360s. They've all red-ringed. It's just fucking shit. And I realized that I have one that I just don't use anymore. I was like, I'll just give you mine. He was like, no, nah, it'll red-ring. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't want it now. Well, they actually recalled a bunch from, like, one of the early runs. Like, they mm. all red-ringed. Like, mm. um, and it was like a timed thing as well. Like, after a certain point, the actual hardware would just red-ring on, on, on yeah. the, the whole console. Mm. And I basically had a fucking five-kilogram paperweight after that yeah it well, never recovered after some that some yeah. like overheating issues or something like that where it just burns out the components yeah or... yeah something like that but the actual processor just fucking died mm. it was heartbreaking but yeah. yeah did you used to do like uh, like the Halo like LAN parties with the Xbox where like you bring over a couple of Xboxes a couple of TVs no I was, I was never oh. that into it oh though. man it's so fun <laughs> it was so so fun like there's like I don't know there's something I don't really love playing competitive games like online it's like I want to hear the pain in someone's voice when <laughs> I kill them. <laughs> oh my goodness! You, you want to hear that computer screen go yeah. over the edge of the table? Yeah, I want to hear the yeah, I want to hear the controller fly and hit a wall and have them stomp off out of the room. Oh my god! Um, I, I like I I become an angry gamer. Oh yeah, I I become a very angry a rage a rager. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. Um, my my go to back now is um Need for Speed. Oh yeah, Hot Pursuit, like one of those quick games you can jump in and mm-hmm. have a race. And if I don't get a corner right, it's fucking rage restart. Go mm. on, get it. rage restart. But yeah, I I've been known to swear at the computer screen many many times. Mm. I mean, yeah. that's not that serious. <laughs> that's <laughs> not that. I've had worse. Oh, I don't know if you know about these guys. I curse. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I say fuck. Well, to me, it feels it almost like yeah. So it's one of the things like you shouldn't be getting angry because no, it's just shouldn't. playing a game. It's actually yeah. bad. It's like it raises your blood pressure yeah. and it actually makes you more irritable throughout the rest of the day. Really? Even after I've never heard of that. Mm. Certain games do. Yeah, right. Um, I've had three, two or three major meltdowns in front of a game. Um, one of them... Well, def- yeah, define for me the extent of this meltdown. Okay, I... Were you hospitalised? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 not that bad. But I did go through the effort of unplugging the keyboard from the USB, picking it up, running outside and smashing it repeatedly against the brick wall Off for about space five style. minutes. <laughs> 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 Just going, fuck, 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 and I think the neighbour probably heard me. But another one, I still have the dent in my wall from when I got up picked up the chair and threw it against the wall wow yeah. so I'm a bit of an angry dude but <laughs> yeah you've always struck me as that real rage issues um, I'm a very calm gamer <laughs> <laughs> oh, but um, I'm better now I've started meditating headspace guys <laughs> check out the app um, but yeah it's it's not a good feeling when you're like why am I actually angry mm. And you're like, oh. Here's, no, but I, I actually argue a different thing. Mm-hmm. That means that this is an engaging piece of art, that you have True. an emotional reaction, that it resonates strongly with you, it can make you feel. Mm-hmm. Like, I cry three times a week, right? Mostly when I think about how much money I owe. But, <laughs> no, I, I cry, like, all the time. I love, I, I, I'm not saying I love crying, right? But I think it's an it's, it's a emotionally healthy thing to do. Mm-hmm. I lo- every time I mention it to any dude, they're just, like, well, immediately shit on me. But I think it's important to have emotional reactions throughout your life. Um, And I think good art inspires that. Like, Mm. I cried, like, fucking five times. I watched Glow, like, Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling on Mm. Netflix a couple days ago. I cried, like, six times during the ten-episode arc, uh, like, season arc. That's a game about... Oh, that's... Sorry, that's a show about just women doing, like, backyard professional wrestling. I cried six times. (laughs) All right? It's good to have emotional reactions. And I need that to be true, otherwise I'm broken. Yeah. But, no, like, gaming is a great art. Uh, It's a great art form. The fact that it's interactive means that it can resonate. Mm. Like, like really great story. Like, Torment... uh, Like, like, um, uh, Planescape Torment is my favorite game ever. Mm Mm-hmm. 
and it's just such a great well-written game such rich characters such great lore and such a, a, a wonderful arc for the character um, and like a well-written game or even just something where we've got engaging gameplay and good art mm-hmm. like you should feel shitty yeah. if what you were invested in happening doesn't work out mm. and if you don't it's probably not that engaging a game yeah but I think if it's like a 12 year old just going fucking fuck in chat and that's making you angry. Yeah, no, that's then it's different. No, okay, yeah. you need some, you need some, pers- you need some perspective, then, bro. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I know, I know. Yeah, but, but yeah, just those competitive. I think competitive games can bring out the worst in people. I would agree. I, I, I mostly don't play competitive single player. You know, narrative with a story arc. Yeah, yeah. that's absolutely. Yeah, it, it's when you get a game that legit, like, actually makes you feel emotion mm. for the characters. I think that. To be able to do that in an interactive sense, I think that's a massive achievement if, if they're able to do I'm, that. I'm racing cars. Mm. I'm getting angry with the fucking Audi because it's not turning that corner. Fucking wheel alignment. Get it fucking right. Oh, my goodness. Oh. Have, so you guys, you... have you guys played uh, Nidhogg at all? It's like... Nidhogg. Like, yeah, it's like a thing you would generally play on a couch, right? Mm. But it's uh, it's like super basic, like like real 8-bit graphic style thing. And it's just 100% gameplay. And it's just two little pixel dudes with swords. And it's 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 the it's almost like the, the dive kick style gameplay was slightly more advanced than that, where it's like you're almost doing just two or three things, but you're just trying to do them really well. And that one, I nearly punched my friend in the face the other day <laughs> I just couldn't fucking beat him yeah. and I yeah. got furious but like at least I'm getting mad at a person that's yeah, there true. True. you yeah. can't get mad at a 12 year old for being 12 like, no, 12 year no, olds are right. fucking idiots you're right you're right yeah, you yeah, were yeah, dumb yeah. at 12 I was dumb at 12 I was dumb like yesterday yeah so I'm still dumb I'm still dumb yeah, yeah. No, absolutely <laughs> my girlfriend's the dumbest you cried six times during that thing yeah I can't believe it it might just be because I was so tired like okay. I um I've like because I work uh, part time at Ikea uh, okay. and like I, I, I stack shelves which is great for someone with a masters in neuroscience um, I stack shelves uh, from like 4am to 8am like yep. before we open but the things I get home from comedy at like midnight so I'll sleep for two hours and then go to work and then come home and then like I'll I'll try and sleep for as much as I can before I have to go to comedy so I normally like say like Mm. another four to six hours or whatever but I think I was actually just so overtired that I was just feeling too emotional yeah because I like I I feel fine crying at stuff like I cry all the time but when I finished it and I sort of counted up how many times I cried of this not particularly yeah like you know they're being professional wrestlers it's fine yeah. uh, I sort of went oh maybe uh, maybe I need to take a step back from I'm pushing myself a little hard <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, when was your last car cry car cry do you know the old car cry you, had, you ever had a car cry Johnny you look, you look like you've car cried I probably you certainly cried about cars <laughs> <laughs> Especially Audis. <laughs> every time, oh, there's a um, yeah, that Audi in the window. Every time. <laughs> <laughs> right now, I'm, will I'm, be I'm, mine. Picturing, <laughs> I'm picturing you in a bedroom. It's at night, right? And like an Audi is like looking in at the like looking in the window at you, and you're like, oh, the Audi's here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, the car cry, man. Um, when like all of the variables are just perfect for that car cry like something shit happened turn on the radio sad song on the radio mm. you get a text shitty text and then all these things amount to that fucking that pinnacle moment where you break down and you pull over I've had that a lot well here's the thing I like I cry a bunch I very rarely cry from sadness almost never okay almost never when I cry from sadness I mostly cry from joy Okay. Because I'm a very lucky boy. Um, but <laughs> or yeah. it's like how beautiful something is. You're like, yeah, no, ab- absolutely. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, uh, the last, like, uh, I, uh, have you watched Better Call Saul? Better Call Saul. I've seen like four. Let's, I'm not going to spoil what happens. I've seen the first four episodes. But get your life together, bro. It's really good. <laughs> get it together. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to spoil what happens at the end of this season, which just finished, which is the end of season two. But that was the last time I cried from, like, sadness and depression like a very serious thing happened and I was just felt bad like, I called somebody up to be like hey can you just talk to me for a minute like yeah. I feel terrible but yeah mostly I just cry because something just makes me feel great that it exists or whatever like I was I was uh, yeah I was listening to I've been going back through all my comedy albums um, and just sort of re-listening to them all and um, I think the last yeah I cried like yesterday because I was listening to uh, 
Tignataro, her album Live, where she's talking about getting cancer, right? Like she got diagnosed with cancer two days before the set. And she does this set, it's like 40 minutes long, where she's talking about she just got cancer, her mother died, she nearly died from this other thing, and it's just been like this real fucked year. And it's this incredibly emotional journey of like... And, and I cried I cried not just because like the audience is on board and this is incredible art, but I was like, wow, what can stand-up be? You know, like yeah. I, I just got inspired. And that was like a... Yeah, I guess tears of inspiration where I was like, this is incredible. And it just it was life-affirming yeah. to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, the last time I, cri- I car cried. I don't know when the last time I cried in a car because life wasn't working out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because, I mean, objectively, it's not going great. But, like, I, somehow I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, like, okay with it. Yeah, you're dealing yeah. with it still. No, it's all right. I mean, without, yeah, without the girl, like, I would be fucked. But, yeah. like, I'm, I'm doing pretty good and, and, sh- and she seems to still be into it. So, yeah, yeah I'm doing okay. That's awesome. When was, so, did you cry in a car? No, I haven't cried. I, I don't think I cry as much as I should. Mm. Like, I have those bad moments, you know, when my granddad passed away and all the sure. stuff. You get really yeah, yeah. worked up. But no, like I keep thinking, you know, maybe I should be crying more. But the the last actual tear jerk scene, like from any movie or something, that got me going, was when um Superman died at the end of Batman and Superman. I cried uh, at the beginning yeah. when I realised how terrible a film it was. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think just for me because like I I grew up with Superman, and there's just something about that movie and that scene at the end where yeah. Yeah. he's dying and they should bring out the black coffin with right. the S on it. Yeah, and they're just. Putting um, Clark Kent into the dirt, right? It's like, yeah, I'm getting a bit like teary up just even thinking about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, I don't know. Yeah, maybe that- I should maybe I should cry about real things. I don't know. <laughs> nah, nah. What do real things matter? <laughs> you've got you've real got minerals to harvest. <laughs> <laughs> you've got isk to make. Yeah, yeah. You've got ships to to blow up. Yeah, but um, mm. how about you? When was your car cry? My last car cry was, I think, on the way to rehearsal about two years ago. Oh, that's I, a long time. All right. Yeah, it was a long time, but um, it's okay now. Like, I don't think I cry as much now either, but um, I think it was just a particularly shitty day. And you know those days where you, you start to question, like, so what is this all really for? <laughs> yeah, you take mushrooms. Yeah, <laughs> I know those. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah, it's absolutely. Not, it's not. It's not like despair. Like things are. No, it's an existential it's crisis. Like, yes, exactly. Yeah. It's that. Like, am I doing the right thing at the sure. moment? Sure. Yeah, yeah. That. Is this, yeah. Is this building anywhere that I want it to? And yeah. yeah. Is this, am I steering the ship in the right direction? Right. Can we get any more metaphors going? <laughs> 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 um, but is is the wheel alignment correct? Oh my god! But um, is this whore having a good time? <laughs> is that. <laughs> Have I done the right one? No, that's... Um, but, yeah, just things like that, I yeah. think. Um, the, the, the confusion, I think. The, yeah. the lack of knowing if you're doing the right thing. Yeah. And I think uh, if, if you've hurt someone in the process of that, For that's another sure. thing that fucks with your head. So, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, hurting other people, I think, is, is really can weigh on, on your conscience. But... I think it's just how you interpret it, how you... I have a question, right? You can come back to this. Sure. I just have a quick question. Is it worse mm. to uh, break up with someone or to be broken up with? And you've got to be, like, fully invested in that relationship. You're both fully invested and you're both real sad. So, which of those is worse? Is that, like, a friend of mine's going through this right now mm-hmm. where, um, like, she's on the breaker side of okay. it? I'll let like, you go first, Johnny. I think it's harder to break up with someone. Right. Then Why? to be because you can start to question whether you've made the right decision or not. Mm-hmm. Because like at that point, it's like so I've I've done it recently. I broke oh. up with my ex girlfriend a couple of years ago, and there's that constant sort of build up of should you shouldn't you do it? You know, right. questioning is it the right thing to do? Is it not the right You're thing? Trying to, to steal do? yourself. So you yeah. get to that run that one just point where everything just collapses and say fuck it, cut the ice, tear it apart. And then afterwards, it's almost like that downhill spiral. You think, oh, shit, was, was that the right thing to do? And yeah. just question everything. Mm. But if someone breaks up with you, you're just like, well, fuck you too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> True. Yeah, it depends. It really contextually. I find I it, it it's easier to, easier to get over mm. if someone's broken up with you. Than I think so. Yeah. Yeah, like that, that's, my, that's my view. Yeah. yeah. And what do you reckon? But I would probably agree to, to walk away from something and to know that you initiated that mm. um, could fuck with you for a bit but like I said 
context, like if, if you both agreed that it, it was definitely not working. Yeah. Um, sometimes it might feel a little bit better walking, being the person walking away, going, I'm sorry, this isn't working and this mm. is for the best for the both of us. But either way, I think either, either way kind of sucks. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, see, I think there's a comfort in being a victim. Okay. I think, like, if you get broken up with, mm-hmm. you get to feel bad. And I think if you break up with someone and therefore hurt them, you're not, you're kind of not, you feel like you're not allowed to feel not bad. Not entitled to it, yeah. But you still do. <laughs> and so then you have that like, sort of cognitive dissonance in your head. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. you're like, oh, I, I feel terrible and I'm not supposed to be allowed to. And yeah. so I think it's, I think it's way worse. But, There's uh, a pressure to be happy with your decision. Yeah. In a, in a way to know it was right. Yeah. But, you know, yeah, but like, especially like a long term relationship, mm. like that's like a death, like you have to mourn it, mm-hmm. you know? Mm. And, uh, and yeah, you kind of feel like you're not allowed to. It's like, it's like, let's say, like, uh, yeah, like uh, your, your grandparent died, but you killed him. <laughs> it's like, holy It's shit. like, I feel real bad. <laughs> yeah. But also, I did it. So <laughs> I have to own that. Anyway, yeah, I don't know. I've just been thinking about it the last couple of days. But, uh, yeah. And on that note, yeah, <laughs> what a great finish. Um, yeah, uh, check out Jez. He's going to be around town. Oh, can I plug one thing? Absolutely, go. go for it. Uh, I also have a podcast now. Fuck yeah! Uh, which is called uh, it's called uh, it's just too long a title, but it's called Brief Interviews with Hideous Men. Okay, um, I'll, I'll be a great candidate for that. Oh, I've, I've, both of you. Uh, <laughs> no. um, so yeah, what what the show is is like uh, it's supposed to be weekly, but I'm very behind on it right now. Mm-hmm. Um, is uh, like once a week uh, we hang after the Infinite Jest show say like four or five comics and we just sort of shoot the shit and talk about stories that come up and and, uh, yeah, and chat cool. but like there's loads of really funny episodes and some that are not as good <laughs> can you find it on iTunes it is on iTunes yeah. and uh, it's uh, streamable at uh, infinitejest.com.au fuck yeah we'll put a link on our oh sweet on your, uh, yeah. our page for this episode that yeah. we'll go to don't assume my yeah. friends it's better than iTunes you can um, check out more of our stuff as well at missionctrl.com.au yeah and shout out to the hen house for having us uh, did you enjoy your time here at the hen house yeah it's pretty sick beautiful rooms mm. maybe you could do something nice. in this room perhaps yeah mm. um, and uh, giglist.com.au gigs in the list <laughs> um, and <laughs> the hip flask app <laughs> fuck I'm terrible I should not do any adverts <laughs> um, turn this mic off now um, and yeah thanks for coming down man sure, thanks, thanks for coming again soon yeah. hell yeah